Well, I'm on a plane. And I'm going to Australia. Holy shit, biscuits, folks. It's been crazy. I went down under. And I don't mean that in a sexual way. I went down to Australia. Down to the land of Roos and Foster's, which is something for beer. And went on down to New Zealand, which is the land of kiwis and hobbits. And it was freaking fantastic. So the next couple episodes, I suppose, I'm going to be dropping some audio that I've made with different folks that I met while I was on my journey. And uh, we'll be talking about it. So, hey, thanks for joining. Thanks for sharing. And thanks for being here. And thanks to the dozens and dozens of the KPS faithful here on Kevin's Podcast Show. I am Kevin. And we're going to start the show now. It's kind of loud right now because everybody's trying to get settled down. But basically, we're ready to go. It's about... I don't know, 11, 15, 11, 20 LA time. We'll be getting in Sydney at 6 o'clock their time, which will actually be Tuesday morning, leaving on Sunday night. We got delayed on Saturday. There were tornadoes in Dallas, so they shot that all the hell. And so today, here we are. Two days late, but it's okay. I'll see you all down under. We're about to land in Melbourne and finally get to go to our Airbnb and finally maybe get to start the vacation. AD, are you excited? Yes, very. We survived. <laughs> we did survive, that's true. Chase, what are you most excited about? I get to go to sleep. <laughs> that's true. What about you, AD? What are you most excited about? See new face. Yeah. Uh, so we don't have any uncooked fish products, so we're good. No uncooked fish. So we're good. Okay. Uh, this is just a little travel log. We're going to add this to the podcast later. Um, I don't know if I'll edit it down or just put it in raw. About to sit down in uh, Melbourne, Australia, and looking out the window, a little cloud cover, but it's mostly clear and looks beautiful. I'll talk to y'all later. Association is proud to present heavyweight action. Let's get ready to rumble. Two years ago, the acting attorney general asked me to serve as special counsel, and he created the special counsel's office. The appointment order directed the office to investigate Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. This included investigating any links or coordination between the Russian government and individuals associated with the Trump campaign. Now, I have not spoken publicly during our investigation. I'm speaking out today because our investigation is complete. 
The Attorney General has made the report on our investigation largely public. We are formally closing the Special Counsel's office, and as well, I'm resigning from the Department of Justice to return to private life. So it's Mueller Part 72. That's right. While I was gone to Australia and New Zealand. Sorry about the accents. I'm doing the best I can. I didn't pick them up very well down there. But anyway, while I was down that way, Mueller has spoke again. This time to drop the mic, as my buddy Derek said, and walk away. And say, screw it. I'm done. I'm out of here. This is what it is. And there you go. There has been discussion about an appearance before Congress. Any testimony from this office would not go beyond our report. It contains our findings and analysis and the reasons for the decisions we made. We chose those words carefully, and the work speaks for itself. Raise ipsa loquitur. That's a Latin phrase. It means the thing speaks for itself. And that's basically what Mueller said. He put out a report. The Attorney General largely released it. He did say that, you know, you can't indict a sitting president. It explains that under long-standing department policy, a president cannot be charged with a federal crime while he is in office. That is unconstitutional. He also said that they could have indicted co-conspirators, if there were any. Confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so. Like Donald Trump Jr., or the people that he did indict were not conspirators in a Russian collusion. This was incidental things that he found uh, during his investigation. We did not, however, make a determination as to whether the president did commit a crime. So, this kind of makes my head hurt ad nauseum, and I'm really glad that I'm back in this country. But I'm not real glad to hear all this bullshit, because it's going on and on and on. Come on, man. Let it go. Let it go. Just be like Elsa and let it go. Let it go. Obviously, Mueller's letting it go. You can let it go, too, folks. 2020. Vote him out. If you don't like him, vote him out. That's all I got to say. If you're not happy with less taxes, vote him out. If you're not happy with a better economy, vote him out. If you're not happy with more money in your pocket because of higher wages, vote him out. If you're not happy with us getting out of Syria, vote him out. If you're not happy with more border security, Vote him out. That's all you got to do. If you're not happy with China being taken to task and uh, all that unfair unfair trade bullshit that's going on with them, if you're not happy with the way he's handling that, vote him out. If you don't like the fact that he dismantled NAFTA, which was, in Ross Perot's words, the great flushing sound as all of our jobs went to Mexico, and they did, if you're not happy with that, Vote him out. Get you a candidate. There's 22 of them on the Democrat side and counting. 22 at last count that I had. 22 different Democrats for you to find and vote for. Mr. Presidential Sniff himself is leading the pack. Mr. Joe Biden, Vice President Joe Biden. You can try him if you'd like or maybe some Beto O'Rourke or a fake woo Indian, 
Yeah, I know that's politically incorrect. I don't care. Elizabeth Warren. Or you could try Kamala Harris, the little schoolgirl that giggles and goes on every time she's interviewed, whenever she's put on the spot. I don't want somebody giggling every time they are put on the spot myself. But if that's what you want, get behind that candidate. Work for it. I'm okay with that. Because I'm telling you right now, it doesn't matter who you get behind. Unless Trump drops the ball between now and November of 2020, he's going to get reelected. And most Democrats will, well, they know that. So, I'm going to try to find a little bit from Fox and CNN real quick, and we'll see what they said about the Mueller press conference. All right, this is from Fox News, and of course I'm getting the information just a little bit late because, well, I've been out of the country. I, I can say that. I've been out of the country. Have you been out of the country? Yes, yes, I have been. I have been out of the country, so sorry. But this is a report from Fox News, and it's uh, it's Jim Jordan. He's a uh, Republican senator from Ohio. Uh, he's one of them folksy kind of Republicans. Special counsel Robert Mueller's public statement and his previously published report on the Russian investigation offered the same darn collusion. Conclusion, I'm sorry, the same darn conclusion. Quote, according to Representative Jim Jordan, I told you he was folksy. Darn collusion. Conclusion. Sorry. Conclusion on my mind. Jordan, a Republican from Ohio, claimed Wednesday on Hannity that uh, Mueller appeared to have no reason to make a public statement at the Justice Department earlier in the day. What did we learn in the 9 minute and 39 seconds of Mr. Mueller's press conference? Asked Mr. Jordan, a member of the House Freedom Caucus, whatever the hell that is. We learned that there was no collusion, no obstruction, so that, to me, is a big takeaway. If the report speaks for itself, why do you have to do a press conference? Well, that's a good question, but he did say, I'm done, I'm out of here. I think what he was saying was that, I'm finished. I gave you a report, Attorney General Barr released it, and I'm done. You can do with it what you want to. The thing speaks for itself. He added uh, that the House Judiciary Committee Chairman, Gerald Nadler, Democrat from New York, will have to decide whether to demand Mueller testify on Capitol Hill. Mueller's already said that if he testifies, it's going to be the same as the report. That's what I would do. According to Jordan, Mueller does not want to testify, but Nadler could ask him key questions if Mueller didn't choose to appear. Uh, Sean Hannity added that the Connecticut U.S. Attorney... John Durham, assigned by Attorney General William Barr to investigate the origins of the Russia investigation, could find answers to further questions sought by Jordan. The avalanche is coming, but you know more than I do, Hannity claimed. In a montage placed on special report, Barr's public comments were compared to Mueller's public comments about the Russian investigation. That's how... Fox handled it. Now, let's see about CNN, the old liberal stalwart that, by the way, is losing viewership by the droves and is laying people off. But that's okay. They're still the liberal torch, if you will. So we'll play it. And from CNN, their takeaway is, Mueller, if we had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so. Well, he also said that there was a presumption of innocence until and if someone is convicted of a crime. So, you know, he did say that, so he's kind of contradicting himself. 
there. Just kind of being a dick, if you ask me. Anyway, CNN says that Special Counsel Robert Mueller said in a rare and remarkable public statement Wednesday his investigation could not clear President Donald Trump and that charging the president was not an option his office could consider. In Mueller's first public comments on the investigation since he was appointed special counsel two years ago, he emphasized that Justice Department guidelines did not allow him to charge a sitting president. Actually, he said it was unconstitutional. And as a result, his office did not determine whether Trump had committed obstruction of justice. If we had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so. We did not, however, make a determination as to whether the president did commit a crime. Actually, you did. If you didn't charge him, or you didn't present evidence that says that he did, then you did say that he did not commit a crime, at least under the letter of the law. That's how that works. Because you did say also in your press conference that people have the right to presume per the presumption of innocence. And that includes President Trump, whether you like him or not. As he announced he was closing the special counsel's office and resigning from the Justice Department, Mueller delivered a roadmap of how the investigation played out and the possible role that Congress could play in holding Trump accountable. Mueller highlighted how the Constitution requires a process other than, quote, Constitution requires a process other than, in other words, impeachment. You should go impeach him. That's where they got that. That's what that's what they're getting out of that. The criminal justice system to hold offenders accountable, office ho- I'm sorry, to hold office holders accountable, a clear signal that his obstruction investigation into Trump could be picked up by Congress. House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler, Democrat, New York. They didn't mention that in the article, but he is a Democrat from New York whose committee would lead impeachment proceedings, said in a statement that Congress should now respond to Mueller's findings. Given the special counsel Mueller was unable to pursue criminal charges against the president, it falls to Congress to respond to the crimes, lies, and other wrongdoings of the president. Actually, the wrongdoing of President Trump, and we will do so, said Nadler. Well, here's the thing about that, Nadler. If there was wrongdoing, he could have indicted the co-conspirators all around the president, but he didn't. Why didn't he do that? Because he didn't have enough evidence to indict co-conspirators. There's nothing unconstitutional about indicting Donald Trump Jr. or his son-in-law, Jared Kushner. He could have indicted those two, and that would have at least been embarrassing to the president, but he didn't do that, did he? No. Why didn't he do it? Because he didn't have the fucking evidence to do it. That's exactly why. At this point, all options are on the table and nothing should be ruled out. Well, here's the thing about it. See, Nadler is uh, part of the Judiciary Committee, and they are the ones that would bring uh, impeachment charges against the president. However, Nancy, I've been having a couple of little cocktails, Pelosi... Uh, she is the, um, Speaker of the House, and she's the one that determines whether that actually happens. And she said there will be no impeachment. Because she knows that if she impeaches the president and it fails, and you've got to remember that the Senate is controlled by the Republicans, and that's who votes, even though the the articles of impeachment would be brought by the House of Representatives and presented to the Senate in the form of a trial, 
The Senate is the one that votes on the president's impeachment. And much like Bill Clinton's impeachment, if he doesn't get impeached, it's going to be bad for the Democrats. And I think they know it. And they don't know whether to roll that ball or not, or roll those dice or not, and see what they can come up with. Because they might come up snake eyes, and that would be really bad. Um, Democratic presidential candidates immediately called for the House to begin an impeachment inquiry because that's the only way they can win. Bob Mueller has essentially referred impeachment to the uh, United States Congress, said Senator, California Senator, they leave the Democrat part out, the California Senator Kamala Harris. Robert Mueller's statement makes it clear Congress has a legal and moral obligation to bring impeachment proceedings immediately, tweeted Senator Corey. I've got a Me Too problem Booker, New Jersey Democrat, who previously has taken a far, far more cautious stand on impeachment. House Speaker Nancy I've had a few cocktails, Pelosi, who has thus far resisted calls to begin an impeachment inquiry said at an event Wednesday that the option remained on the table, but she also emphasized how it is still a minority of House Democrats who back impeachment at this point. Many constituents want to impeach the president, but we want to do what is right and what gets results. In other words, what can get us elected into the White House. And we're going to go down the path and make a decision based on the strongest possible case to get the best results for the American, I mean, the Democrat Party. Not the American people. Don't let them lie to you. I don't give a shit if it's Democrats or Republicans. They're doing shit for themselves. They're not doing it for the American people. They can say what they want to. They're lying sacks of shit. That's what I got to say about them. Mueller's public statement did not appear to sway Trump, who claimed the investigation exonerated him. Nothing changes from the Mueller report. There was insufficient evidence, and thereby in our country, person is innocent. The case is closed. Thank you, Trump tweeted in the minutes after Mueller's statement ended. A very succinct tweet from the president. Not often that he does that. Later Wednesday, Trump added via Twitter, How do you impeach a Republican president for a crime that was committed by Democrats? Witch hunt, he said. The prospect of House Democrats launching an impeachment inquiry into the president, which has been simmering in recent weeks amid the White House's stonewalling of Democratic congressional investigations, is not prompting the president to back down. A source familiar with Trump's thinking said the president's view on impeachment is, let's do it. This fight will end up on our side. The American people will see that it's a scam. And it is. Like I said, the president's all for it. If you impeach him and you don't get an impeachment, you're screwed. In 2020, 100%. If you don't impeach him and you go through the way, you might have a slim chance in 2020, but probably not. Okay, let's do a little more Australia-New Zealand talk. Macabre. Creepy. Weird. Derek's Heretics Podcast. Available everywhere podcasts can be found. Hey, it's 
It's Unknown Redneck here on Kevin's Podcast Show, and honey, we have been down there at the Cab Over San Lucas in Mexico. Honey, on that vacation with Starla Jean and her man, that Frenchy feller, they got married, honey, and Starla Jean ain't no Unknown Redneck no more, huh? She is a renter. Or Renor, Ren, Renor, or something like that. Anyhow, her last name is R E N O I R. And that Frenchy feller said you're supposed to pronounce it Renoir. And I said, well, why don't you spell it R E N W A H? Renoir. And he said, I don't know, but that's how you say it. And I said, all right then. Renor, 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 Renor. Well, I don't know. Anyhow, she's married. And we had a good time, and everything went off without a hitch, I reckon. Everything did good, and we come back, and old Kurt Angle, now his old rat tail, his man bun, has been dyed red, because his little girlfriend there, uh, Joanne, she's got red hair now. She's a red-haired girlfriend now. Nice one. He don't know how to keep up with her. I wouldn't know how to keep up with her. Cheryl changed her hair every day. But anyhow, I reckon we did all right by then. We left them plenty of Hot Pockets and Mountain Dew and some Doritos and stuff like that, and they played video games and went to work which is what they ought to do. And you know, Kurt Angle couldn't go down there to Cabo over San Lucas with us because, well, he didn't have enough vacation time build-ups. He hadn't been down there at the video game store long enough, and that's how things goes. But we went down there scuba diving, honey. We seen all kind of fish. We seen them tuna fish and them marlins and what they called sea bass and some other stuff like that. And, honey, everywhere you look down there under that water, it was just as pretty and clear as it could be. And, honey, I ain't never seen nothing like it. And then one of the best things about what we did down there, we went on this four-wheeler excursions, what they called it. Went out there into the desert, honey, and I saw these big, tall uh, cactus-looking things, and, and all kinds, of, I seen armadillos and all kinds, of, I seen all kinds of stuff out there, honey, except for no snakes, we didn't see nary a snake, and I was proud of it, but anyhow, we got back here, and now we're ready to go back to work, honey, that's how things go, I reckon, you work for a while, and then you vacate for a while, and then you work some more, so that's what we're doing, we're getting back to work, and poor old Kurt Angle just gonna have to wait till next year to go on a vacation, and that'll be all right, that builds character, I reckon, well, anyway, that's a little update from the Unknown Redneck, and you know where I am. Ladies and gentlemen, have you ever wondered what it's like to be a paramedic or an emergency medical technician or what they bitch about on a daily basis? Well, I've got just the show for you. It's the Shift Ender Podcast with my buddy Drew McSalty and his cohort, Morton Salt. They are some salty medics and EMTs. I'm just going to tell you right now, if you want to know what it's like, check them out. Shift Ender Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that comes to the end of the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed the little snippets that we had from Australia. That's the first leg of the journey, and there'll be some more interviews and that sort of thing. I've got some stuff in store for you. I think the next episode, I'm going to dispense with the whole news versus news things, although I did think that Mulder's um, press conference warranted uh, at least some attention from because I mean I do talk about politics and I do talk about the news and that's definitely news and politics but anyway maybe the next episode I'll just maybe get in on the whole vacation I've got some audio and stuff and I'm going to have to clean some of it up because obviously I was recording it on my phone and there was a lot of background noise and that sort of thing and I want to make it the best quality that I can speaking of quality I've noticed that for some reason or other, there seems to be a background noise on this. I don't know if it's something since I came back from uh, vacation or what. And I'm going to try to work on that too. So if you've noticed maybe a little hiss in the background or a little something, maybe I'm just being a little anal retentive or uh, a little, I don't know, a little picky. I don't know. But it kind of annoys me. So if it annoys 
me. Maybe it annoys you. I don't know, but I hope it don't. Anyway, shout out to all my buddies on Facebook. Uh, don't forget Weird Tennessee and uh, Mike Woods. He's a good guy on there. Don't forget uh, Derek's Heretics, I think, is on uh, Facebook, maybe. But anyway, uh, we're going to give a little shout out to them. And just a little wrap up of the program right here. Until next time, don't forget that you can always get me on PodCoin. You can listen and earn coins and maybe get yourself a little prize for yourself or send off something if you feel benevolent and send off a little something to somebody. PodCoin's a good place to listen. You can also listen to me on Anchor. Anchor, of course, is a partner with Spotify, and you can hear me on Spotify, iTunes, uh, any of those places. Anywhere you can find podcasts, pretty much you can find my podcast. And obviously you found it, but I'm just saying that now and bears repeating because I want you to share it with your friends. It really helps when you share with other people. If you like podcasts, turn them on to podcasts. Let them know about how podcasts work. They're great. They're so much better than listening to the radio. You know that. You're listening to one right now. Till next time, folks, it is Deuces and Duck Lips. Five men is a juicy opportunity. One man's a waste of ammo. Stand out of your weapons. Keep those actions clear. And I'll see you on the beach.